A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into Rock Hill CityCast here at City Hall in our recording studio. My name's Matthew Cray. Next to me, Ashley Studebaker. Our guest today, we've got Matt Dosh, Comporium Chief Operating Officer, RHEDC Chairman. Uh, today we're here to talk about the RHEDC, but Matt, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you got here to Rock Hill. Sure. Um, so um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, went to school at Duke, um, went to D.C. after school and worked for a trade association for about six or seven years. Um, got to know an older gentleman from the South, a very impressive uh, guy named uh, John Barnes Sr. Um, he was a volunteer member of our board, got to know him very well and followed him. Uh, took a job with his company here at Rock Hill Telephone Company back in 1994. So I've been here ever since. Awesome. Well, I have to be fair here. Uh, Ashley and I are, are big sports people. And when we have a Winthrop guest on, I do give her a hard time because she went to Coastal. But you are from Pittsburgh, and you went to Duke. Are you yes. a Steelers and a Blue Devil fan? I'm absolutely a You're Steelers You're like fan. my ideal guest. <laughs> <laughs> and you came here in 1994, which is when I was born. Not that I was born here, but I mean, this is this is great. So we've got two peas in a pod on the opposite yep. side of the table for those uh, listening. Well, that's awesome. How did you – so that's how you started at – Comporium. Mm -hmm. What what were you when you started there? Yeah, so because I came from D.C., um, I was in um, pol public policy, basically. Okay. So I came down here, and I, and I kind of joke, I moved to Rock Hill, but um, I wasn't really allowed to talk to local people for about 10 or 15 years. <laughs> I got on the plane and went back to D.C. every day, um, or uh, and then I started doing stuff in Columbia, um, and it wasn't until about um, eight years ago, um, well into my tenure, um, when I got an opportunity to sort of um, switch roles. And, and I've been doing uh, operation stuff ever since. And that brings a lot of local community development to the table. Cool. Well, we're going to pause that for a sec. That's your Comporium story, how you got here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put you on the hot seat. We do this with all our guests. And I want to ask you just kind of some personal questions about yourself that's going to be kind of... We do a speed round, so it's going right. to be just for a minute. Are you ready? Mm -hmm, I'm ready. What was your favorite class in school growing up? English. Best hole-in-the-wall restaurant you've ever been to? Loopy's. Where's that? In Charlotte. Awesome. Crayons, colored pencils, or markers? Colored pencils. Cereal and then milk, or milk and then cereal? Ooh, cereal then milk. Oh, if you could ride goodness. any animal, what animal would you choose to ride? <laughs> I'll stick with the horse. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite brand of fast food fried chicken? Um, mm. uh, gotta go. Um, pass. Pass. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. What's the most trouble you've ever been in? Uh, oh, I never get in trouble. Okay. Besides your phone, <laughs> wallet, and keys, what do you never leave the house without? Um, that's about it. I like to be unencumbered. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have a random meeting canceled or a random bill canceled each month? A random meeting canceled. Last thing you watched on TV? 
Um, nerd alert, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, what did you want to be growing up? A writer. And this is this is a fun one. This is more of a quiz question. Can you spell the word marshmallow? M-A-R-S-H-M-A-L-L-O-W. Very Yay, good. Winner. Uh, just honest moment. I did not realize marshmallow was spelled until with an A until I was a junior in college. <laughs> and it was a real life crisis where it was like everything I know is a lie because there's an A in marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, you passed. Thanks. Very good. Matthew's the king of weird questions, so none of that comes by <laughs> surprise. So, People like the questions, Ashley. <laughs> Anyway, so you told us your Comporium story. Uh, RHEDC, you're the chairman. Yes. How did you become involved with... Well, first of all, let's start with what what is it, and then how did you become involved with it? Right. RHEDC, the Rock Hill Economic Development Corporation, and it is a group of... It's a uh, nonprofit um, where the private sector, bus- local business people, can get together and work with um, the city of Rock Hill and other groups in um, promoting economic development in the area, which basically means uh, a lot of um, um, positioning to uh, lure new business to town or to grow current businesses um, in order to provide good jobs for everybody. And how does how does something like that begin? Um, it begins, you know, I mean, a lot of economic development is sort of government run. Um, so, you know, in, in, the, in the large scheme of things, every community, whether it's city, state, region, municipality, they're all competing um, to to lure industry and, and businesses to their areas. Um, that's just the way the world works these days. A group like RHEDC, um, we were created in order to, honestly, to do things that the government cannot. Um, there are some um, uh, real estate type things, things like industrial waste cleanup. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's very kind of a wonky answer. Um, but there are things that we can do more nimbly um, than uh, than the government can do. So um, the the private sector comes together, creates a group like this, and then we're a good partner with with the city and others in um, in um, in pursuing uh, um, job opportunities and so on. And is it fair to assume that you got plugged in there through Comporium? Yes. So around 10 years ago, two things were happening. One, um, the city was starting to talk about getting involved in, and RHEDC was starting to talk about uh, getting involved in the entrepreneurial space um, and in creating some tools to um, to um, grow homegrown entrepreneurs and to attract entrepreneurs to Rock Hill. Um, and that is very near and dear to Comporium's heart because the same skill set um, the, if you think about sort of high-tech entrepreneurs, um, the, those are very much the kind of people we'd like to uh, hire as well. Um, so that was going on, and I got, got involved in that conversation, which led eventually to the technology incubator. Um, and coincidentally, at the same time, um, Comporium was talking to the city about the development of our end of downtown Rock Hill, which became Fountain Park. And I was involved in those conversations. So with this being economic development and Rock Hill growing all the time, your job never really ends. But can you go over some of the, the goals that are of RHEDC? Yeah, I think the, a primary metric uh, of, of RHEDC or any group like that would be jobs created. Um, and so we look at um, uh, conversations we're in that brings, like I said before, brings new industry or grows industry and looks at the jobs and the average salary of those new jobs to the area. Um, we also look at things like, um, uh, from a tax base, the capital investment um, that new corporations um, make in our area and the taxes that they pay when they relocate to the area. So at the core, those are two very hard financial metrics that we can look at and see whether we're actually adding value to the community or not. 
And then we're involved in a lot of other sort of softer stuff, sort of the placemaking conversations and the workforce development conversations um, that create that ecosystem that, um, that uh, potential employers want to see before they relocate. And to, to explore that ecosystem a bit, if you will, to, to talk about a few of the things that fall under the RHEDC, let's start with uh, talent development. Well, mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. So um, workforce development is sort of the traditional economic development term. Um, companies need access to well-trained, well-qualified people. Um, so that's sort of the input into any of these conversations. Talent development is, is RHEDC's term, which is a little broader, um, which includes not only that in hooking up potential um, companies with like York Tech, for example, or the uh, Applied Technology Center at uh, Rock Hill School District um, to talk about um, training, training tools to, to make sure that um, potential employers have, have access to that talent. But also, th also th sort of the entrepreneurial aspect of it. Um, the uh, RHEDC first created the uh, technology incubator at Knowledge Park several years ago. Um, that's so successful that it was sort of spun off and is now a subset of the Gravity Center, which is run outside of RHEDC, which I think is a good thing. It means the community sort of picked up the ball and, and is running with that. Um, uh, th those are the kind of activities from a talent development st standpoint that we're involved in. And then uh, what can you speak on um, the education component of RHEDC as well? Yeah, RHEDC is kind of a, a, I like to think of as a unique body in town in that you've got um, educators, the private sector, and local government all sitting around the table sort of um, having discussions, figuring out what we need to do together in order to create these opportunities that we're talking about. Um, so um, Clinton College, York Tech, Winthrop, um, Rock Hill School District are all part of RHEDC, um, and, and a big part of where that becomes meaningful is in our talent development committee, where we're looking at, you know, um, it, it, it's a forum where industry can come together and say, can come to the table and say, you know, we, we think we need these kind of skills. At any, you know. Um, Sometimes it's a, a discussion about soft skills. Um, you know, um, sometimes it's a discussion about um, specific training that, a, that an employer needs. Um, but REGDC is, is sort of the um, convener uh, and facilitator of those conversations to make sure that that, if you think about a talent pipeline um, and, and workforce being available, that, 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 that those people are um, well-trained. And what does, what does that ideal pipeline look like? From, from beginning to end, if that makes sense? Um, there, uh, there's not one answer to that. Um, okay. a, very, a very traditional answer would be um, if you have a, uh, a manufacturer um, in one of our um, industrial parks, which RHEDC has been instrumental in creating over the last 40 years, if you've got an, uh, a manufacturer out at Tech Park um, and they've got specific equipment and, um, there, you know, a quick aside, you know, there is no manufacturing facility left in the world that does not have a strong technology component. Mechatronics is the term, and people people running this machinery now are very well trained. So you've got specialized skills that are required. They go to your tech, they say, can you help us with this kind of training? Um, or, or can they go straight to the schools and say, you know, we'll take 18-year-olds with a high school graduation, uh, high school diploma, and create apprenticeships. And, and you know, maybe they go to York Tech tech later, but they get jobs first right out of high school. Um, and so, so the, it's, there are those kind of things. Um, there is also the path of somebody who wants to be sort of a traditional technology entrepreneur and getting those people hooked up if they need the mentoring, if they need um, financial business, uh, business modeling help, they can go now to the Gravity Center. 
Um, if it's more of a, um, if they want to create their own jobs, but it's sort of they want to go into the, um, um, you know, health and beauty business or, or lawn care or something like that, uh, making sure that those individuals understand that the Small Business Development um, uh, Council is here at, Win at Winthrop SBDC and, and just making those connections. You said at the beginning that one of your goals is to bring new jobs to the area, to bring people to the area, but you guys also do some things with maintaining uh, jobs in the area and keeping people here. How, how do you work that balance? Absolutely. Um, as with as with business, where it's always better to keep a customer, it's easier to keep a customer than to get a new customer. It's the same thing in economic development, right? The first thing we want to do is to make sure that all the existing businesses here are um, healthy. Um, they have access to that um, that workforce pipeline, and if there's anything that they need, that we know about it, so that we can sort of help them and, and determine if there's something they need from a you know, I mean, it can be very basic stuff, um, you know, zoning issues with the city or the county or something like that. Make sure those those um, companies are well positioned to grow and that they don't want to leave here and that they stay and grow here. That's that's job number one. I have quality of life written down here on my paper. What does that phrase mean to RHEDC? Well, and, and that's kind of a um, that that's a relatively newer concept in economic development. And and if you think about what we've done with downtown Rock Hill and the Knowledge Park concept, that is the perfect example of of using a focus on quality of life in order to create just a healthy community um, and a well-rounded community with a lot of uh, activities and interests which are um, actually, you know, demonstrably of value to employers and to their employees. So, you know, in, in this case, if you, you can draw a line from the Mural Mile Project, um, which along with restaurants and Fountain Park and everything else going, down, going on in downtown Rock Hill, creates that sense of place. If you're in downtown Rock Hill, it feels different than if you're in downtown Pineville or you know in downtown or, or in South Park or someplace else you're in you're in Rock Hill you still feel this sense of I am somewhere I'm somewhere unique this is a cool place to be like if you were to go to Asheville or something you know think of cool places mm -hmm. that you want to go I think Rock Hill is is really creating that kind of environment that has a direct tie to the community's ability to attract new businesses to town because people have gotten a lot more sophisticated about where they're going to start a business or relocate a business. And a lot of businesses now look for those quality of life things. What are my employees going to do after work? Um, you know, what is what are uh, what are the opportunities for spouses? Um, what is the are my employees going to be happy, you know, relocating to this area? And that's all part of the mix. And so that also goes along with things are such as do you have parks? Do you have trails? Uh, Th things to do that falls under that too as well correct absolutely absolutely and and you know there is there is a regional aspect to this um which is bigger than rock hill um so you've got um y you know think about things like um gallo um coming into fort lawn or you know several years ago it was gt tire down in the same area in richburg um you know those employees are being drawn from all over the place so even those even those um industries which are relocating outside of the uh, immediate Rock Hill area, but they're drawing uh, employees from all over Rock Hill. We want those employees to live here. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're taxpayers. They'll, um, they'll go to restaurants here. They'll spend money here. Um, so it, it's all part of that viable economic engine to make sure that, you know, people are just happy and, and want to come to a place. So with the quality of life, I would say also 
something that falls under it is sports tourism. You know, that attracts people to go watch. Have you guys played any role in helping with the sports tourism piece that Rock Hill has really grasped onto? Um, I'm going to be generous here and say we have been cheerleaders. Um, certainly what the city has done and with uh, PRT uh, and the, par- and the uh, Park Commission, that is all them. Um, but we are shameless in... Um, Taking uh, taking our successes there as a community uh, and selling them big time. So so we'll sell that all day long. Earlier, you mentioned the Gravity Center. Can you just touch on what exactly that is for our listeners who may not know? And then, um, how helpful has that been to the businesses here in Rock Hill? Right. So so. Um, the best way to answer that is to start with the technology incubator, which which I was involved with several years ago, and which was m- very much focused on um, identifying and helping um, high tech entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs with a really scalable business model, helping them to succeed. Um, and so, as that that became quite successful, and at a certain point, it became so successful that it was sort of spun out of RHEDC and other local entrepreneurs said, "We want to." You know, take ownership of this this kind of activity. So um, the Gravity Center is actually an umbrella organization, um, and, and it's sort of defined by the building it's in. So you can drive downtown and look at that building and say, "That's the Gravity Center," and this is where the following things happen. Um, there is an MIT affiliated venture mentoring program there, where if you again, if you're this sort of um, high tech, high growth kind of entrepreneur, you can get very high level mentoring from the, from people who are were in turn uh, trained by an MIT program. Uh, the Bell, the Black um, um, Economic Leadership e- League, Economic Leadership League um, is associated with the Gravity Center, and they are absolutely focused on helping um, um, black business leaders sort of get integrated into those same kind of tools. I think SBDC um, does some programming out of Gravity Center. So for a long time, we talked about the fact that we, a lot of cities have like a building, and you pointed that building and say, that's where I go for help. And that's now what we've got in Rock Hill with the Gravity Center. And what role would you say that entrepreneurship plays in the Rock Hill community? Uh, it's very much a growing one. Um, and we're, we're kind of broadening our definition of an entrepreneurship. Um, again, the, the, the technology incubator was focused on sort of one kind of sort of Silicon Valley-ish entrepreneur. And there are certainly many examples of those in Rock Hill and in York County, and they are growing and prospering. There are other kinds of entrepreneurs that are more what we would consider, you know, being your own, being your own businessman, your own kind of business leader. Um, and, and so uh, there's just a ton of activity going on in that space. And the cool thing to see is that um, um, people who were, who brought an idea to the table and who have been successful um, are now sort of paying it forward and reinvesting and working with the uh, uh, the Gravity Center and helping that next generation of people move forward. That's when you know you, you've got something where it becomes self-sustaining. So how have you seen the growth, I mean, in from like pre-boom of Rock Hill, if you will, to now where we see businesses almost pop up all the time? So you being in the role that you are for RHEDC, how have you seen the growth? Um, the, it's it's been um, it's it's been exciting to watch, um, and and it's sort of a challenge at the same time um, because you know first of all it doesn't you know either you're attuned to it yourself and you can kind of see the growth and, and you can appreciate it as it happens. Sometimes we're so involved in it though that it takes somebody from outside that doesn't hasn't been here in a while to say you know dang there's a lot going on in Rock Hill whether it's downtown or with the sports uh, amenities or whatever. Um, so 
so that's happening. So the trick now is how do we get smarter um, and more sophisticated and, and, and look to the future for the kind of growth we want in the future. Um, Charlotte is growing, the region is growing. We've got all kind of great, um, uh, great tools at our disposal, the port, the airport, and everything else. Um, so growth is gonna happen, but growth in and of itself isn't necessarily always good. Um, so now the role of our HEDC is to make sure that we're getting the right kind of growth, high paying jobs, um, not low paying, just Amazon warehouse kind of jobs, but truly high paying jobs um, with, with a value add component to them. Uh, and that takes a little more work on our part and a little more sophistication to make sure that the growth is not just what happens to us, but it's something that we're in charge of guiding. I have, I have a real quick, somewhat silly sidebar question that uh, you know, I've heard people say this area is growing, this area is growing, and people are coming to it. Does that mean other areas are shrinking, or, or how does that work? I feel like if one area grows, another area doesn't, right? Yes. I mean, I can say, <laughs> again, re remember, I grew up in Pittsburgh, right. and, and Pittsburgh is not nearly as bleak as people who have never been there. I mean, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh has had its own high-tech renaissance, and Pittsburgh is a very rich cultural place. But nevertheless, I mean, if you're from anywhere in the Northeast, there are a lot of places that are those people are moving from <laughs> okay. and coming here, absolutely. Okay, so there is some give and take. Uh, one of the things that Rock Hill has that I don't think a lot of people know about is business parks. Yes. Uh, what does the business park community look like? How many are there and w what do they do? <laughs> yeah, so business parks, was, and, and that's really the reason our HEDC got started some 40 years ago um, when, when the idea of business parks just sort of came into being all over the place. Um, and if you think about everything from um, Tech Park uh, to uh, Aspen Business Park near the airport, um, Legacy Business Park, um, off of uh, 21, um, the, the business is coming to this area now, um, both um, whether it's warehouse, industrial manufacturing, uh, distribution, business owners like being in an environment with other business owners, and it's sort of like an HOA. Um, you know, there are certain, not, it's not for everybody, uh, but for a lot of people, if you move into a community with an HOA, you sort of know it's, well, you know, there's the safety aspect or the, the, the um, the amenities or the or the beauty aspect of it or whatever believe it or not the same kind of thing with with even in, you know warehouse space <laughs> so so business owners want to move into those kind of environments so it's important for a community like rock hill to always have inventory and have a place if people are interested in moving here uh, a place for them to land the kind of environment they want to land in so rock hill just has a very thriving in light industrial economy um the, yeah you're right a lot of people don't know about people People generally think, you know, a lot of people just wake up in Rock Hill and get on the interstate and drive to Charlotte to work every day. That is absolutely not the case. Comporium and Mayor Eccles uh, several years ago had a series of dinners at the then City Club. I'm dating this story a little bit, but um, where we invited the general managers from all of these sort of um, uh, industrial manufacturing places around town. And people would pop up and say, you know, we're the w worldwide leader in this and we distribute these things all over the world and we do this. It's fascinating the kind of stuff that's actually made, you know, manufactured and, and, distri and distributed out of Rock Hill. What, what's like a good example real quick? Um, uh, there are some very uh, there are high tech tourniquets uh, that are that are being used by the military um, that that are made right in in um, uh, in, in a, a local business park. Um, there are um, uh, 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 automobile components that are you know put into BMWs in Spartanburg every single day. Just all kind of cool stuff going on that you wouldn't normally think of as being from Rock Hill.
So there's a business owner who, or well, potential, who's kind of wondering, okay, do I plant this business here in Charlotte versus Rock Hill? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in your opinion, what advantages does Rock Hill have versus another city like Charlotte to, to come here instead? Um, we, we try to make it as financially uh, uh, an even playing field as we can. Actually, you know, without going off on a tangent, but there are some tax differences that, depending on the kind of business, makes that a harder sell. So we have an uphill battle to get somebody over the state line, depending on the kind of business they're in. Having said that, kind of putting that aside, um, you know, we're, we're really heavily leaning into the quality of life, um, whether it's for employees and everything we've talked about already about the quality of life, or from a management uh, standpoint, getting involved in the community like I am and sort of the, the other community leaders that are involved in RHEDC. Um, you know, sort of depends on whether you want to be a significant fish in a smaller pond or a, you know, a little fish in a big pond. And, and that, that's very, going back to the idea of the sense of place, it sounds kind of squishy a little bit, but actually people make hard-nosed business decisions every day based upon that kind of thing. So maintaining that sense of place and then communicating it, and, and we're, we're fine. So I'll use uh, Ross as an example because, you know, you, you go mm-hmm. to down Dave Lyle, oh, there's a Ross store. I can buy things. But there's also a Ross manufacturing center in one of the business parks. Uh, I, I don't expect you to know all the details here, but, like, what what is that manufacturing center, center doing, right? That's a giant distribution center. Giant distribution. Yes. Thank so, you. So they're so they're moving they're moving their own product all over the uh, the region based the region, out of that okay. facility. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, you got these business parks have some high name companies. I remember I went and I helped some with the RHEDC social account, and I did a post about Cincy, mm-hmm. and people love Cincy. That, that <laughs> post got a lot of views, and so there there's some big names in there, correct? Absolutely, there there are big names. Um, there's some big names, and then there are a lot of seemingly anonymous names, but they're associated, like you're saying, mm-hmm. with products that we all know and love. Um, you know, that that, that are kind of cool. And then you guys are working on constructing and the opening of a new business park you mentioned earlier aspen Mm -hmm. um what does that look like right now that is um has been wildly successful so far it's not a huge park because it's um just south of the airport and it's sort of tucked into um into an area that's you know already somewhat developed um but um the opportunity being near the airport and just generally um being close in um we're we're having a lot of success we're actually um, gaining interest faster than we can put the roads <laughs> into the park. Mm-hmm. It's a good problem, uh, which to have. is a really good problem to have. Yeah, we're t- uh, we're, we're sort of trying to pace uh, pay p- pace people's interests a little bit. But the the interesting thing is, once that park is full, um, Rock RHEDC in particular is sort of out of inventory. So we've got to look for the next business park opportunity um, and and keep that uh, flywheel turning. There's like seven in total, right? Seven mm-hmm. eight business parks. So how do you guys choose what type of development goes or should go on a specific property? Um, we very specifically, we're interested in making sure that it is, there is a healthy mix um, and that, um, you know, jobs come with um, uh, warehouse and distribution or whatever. But but higher paying jobs generally are, are associated with uh, industrial, you know, like manufacturing and that kind of thing. So so we really look at, um, without picking on one sector or the other, we look at the type of jobs and the average the average pay of the jobs and get more excited and more aggressive about, you know, somebody that's going to bring in, um, you know, 120, any really, really high paying jobs. Um, and, and because we own the land in these, in these, the 
if it's a business park where we own the land, we can be we can be patient, um, and we don't need to you know we don't need to turn that over very quickly, and we just hold out for the right. Uh, for the right opportunity, whether it's immediate or whether it takes a while, we'll wait it out. So one of the things that you've had a hand in in the past 10 years was the creation, uh, development of Knowledge Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did that idea come from? And tell us a little bit about the process of how it grew into what it is today. Um, it really started with, and again, it kind of goes back to the conversation about the technology incubator a little bit. Um, we um, it, it, Knowledge Park was probably started in maybe three or four different ways and all these things were knitted together. But from Comporium's standpoint and Comporium's interest, um, you know, 15 years ago, we were having trouble um, um, hiring and and retaining talent. Um, And and Rock Hill 15 years ago wasn't, um, wasn't a landing place for the nation's best talent that we were trying to, uh, to, uh, uh, attract at that time, and so we started talking to other business owners in downtown. And we started talking to um, city leaders and saying, you know, what can we do to really um, create an environment where more companies like us want to locate here, or where where employees that we're trying to attract want to locate here. And that led to a lot of conversations around that quality, uh, that place making, and quality of place uh, conversation we had earlier. That was our entree into it was being able to attract talent. So we have like, you know, we've talked a lot about pretty much the whole time about the logistical side of things and the businesses and everything. But you mentioned the Mural Mile and mm-hmm. that is part of RHEDC. How in the world did that come up? It was it was uh, it was it's sort of a subset of that placemaking idea. Um, RHEDC um, really got involved and sort of got involved <clears throat> in a lot more different kinds of projects with Knowledge Park. Um, and, and Mural Mile is a good example of something. And, and another example is the uh, um, all of the little alleys downtown mm-hmm. that have sort of been refurbished and given us sort of a unique sense of place in each alley. And again, that just goes to if we're trying to attract, um, you know, sort of small businesses, knowledge economy businesses to downtown Rock Hill, they're looking for, you know, stuff like uh, places like Counter um, mm-hmm. and Flipside, and they're looking for, you know, interesting, um, interesting art around town. And when you say placemaking, that was what you mentioned earlier when you were saying you want to be somewhere and realize I- I'm in Rock Hill. This is different than the other places. Is that yes, what placemaking that, is? That's right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, in Knowledge Park, we have the University Center, and then downtown we have, you know, the exchanges going up. We've had the Anderson Apartments and several other developments. What role do you guys play in getting those planned and off the ground, or do you play a role at all? Mm-hmm. In 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 downtown Rock Hill, I think I mentioned earlier. Um, um, some environmental cleanup work. <laughs> um, and so a lot of those sort of infill areas um, in, in their, you know, 120 year past, in, in as, as old as the city is, um, you know, there may have been some uh, contamination or some pollution at some point. There may have been a gas station on the property. So a very real, specific, meaningful thing REGDC can do is work with the landowner. And what we generally do is it's um, a new business doesn't want to deal with all that environmental cleanup stuff. So what we do is work with a landowner who wants to sell. Um, we get the um, we get the land under contract. While it's under contract, we never actually purchase the land. But while it's under contract, we take control of any environmental cleanup stuff that has to happen. We get the land ready, get it all clean, get the 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 associated um, um, you know attestations from the state. Then we can turn around and sell it free and clear and clean to a company that wants to come in and build on it. So we've done that over and over and over again in downtown Rock Hill, and I think that's been a a key part of uh, the growth of the area. 
another thing that you guys have been working on kind of behind the scenes and my understanding is this conversation started a while ago is to bring a performing art center to rock hill Mm -hmm. uh where do we stand with that right now so that is sort of a subset of the um, Fountain Park project, okay. which is um, which is a TIF district and an agreement created between the city of Rock Hill and Comporium. Um, so the first two um, shoes to fall in that was the park itself, obviously, and Fountain Park Place, the office building that's been open for six or seven years now, seven or eight years. Um, uh, two other pieces of that that are still on the drawing board are a, uh, uh, a hotel on Main Street, and the Performing Arts Center on the Black Street side of the park. Um, so there's been, uh, as you kind of implied, there's been low-level work going on for ten, the past 10 years to get ready for this. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to say it's moving forward. We, we hired our first executive director this summer, and his job will be to raise $35 million um, to build a building, an 800 to 1,000-seat theater uh, auditorium um, which is roughly the size of the Knight Theater. So if you've, if you've been to the Knight Theater in Uptown Charlotte, that's what we're talking about. Taking the, the Knight Theater, plopping it on Black Street where the uh, ice skating rink usually is. Okay. So, um, so behind the Fountain Park uh, overhang platform that's area. That's right, that's right. Okay. Wow. okay. Yeah, and, and uh, so imagine a thousand seat theater on the other side of the street. And uh, that's, that's, that's starting to pick up steam. It's been a long time. Like, like artists who say they're overnight sensations, right? It's been 10 years in the work, but it feels like we're about to be an overnight sensation and start getting some progress made. So I don't know if there is, or if you can tell us anything about a timeline, but what are the phases of the, the plan to get this up and going? So we, we've been doing some preliminary work for a long, for, for several years. A feasibility study was completed in 2017. Uh, a company came in and looked at, looked at the area, and the, and the bottom line of that was, yep, a lot of performing arts centers in big northeastern cities are having problems. This area is growing so much, and it's kind of weird that you don't have one here. So mm-hmm. absolutely thumbs up. This proves in you need to do it. Um, that was completed in 2017. Since then, we've done a lot of talking to people that we would go to for contributions <laughs> to say, okay, this would be a $35 million project. You know, We can't start this and then not be able to finish it. Can this community support a $35 million capital project? Um, and it, based on the responses to that, that's what led us to say, yeah, we can... We think we can raise this money, so let's go ahead and hire the executive director and get on with it. So all that work's already been done. So in answer to your question, hopefully within five years, um, we'll, we'll be opening a building on that spot. Just in and of itself, how daunting of a task. Let, let's just separate it from the project for a second. If someone came up to you on the street and said, hey, I want you to raise $35 million, <laughs> I'd be yes. like, you're crazy. Yeah. I can't do it. Goodbye. It's slight you know? work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's good that you did that brunt work up front to be oh, like, yeah. okay, it's feasible. We can do this. Yeah. Um, is there anything here that we've missed or that you'd like to add? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Awesome. Well, Matt, again, thank you for joining us today and supplying us with lots of very uh, pertinent information and information that I hope our listeners will enjoy. And thanks for giving us some of your time. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.